podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Joe Pugh for IFL TV. We're here at Box Park. Eddie, that was uh, one extreme to the other, wasn't it, last night? Lynn to Conor McGregor, that was mad. I was knackered. I'm tired today. We were, we were all everywhere yesterday, weren't we? It was a good day. Um, of course, the press conference, off for the Lynn, you know, great serotonin in there, uh, you know. I'm not Parsons, come on. It was wholesome, wasn't it? It was wholesome. <laughs> and then on to the Conor McGregor party last night, so a bit tired today, um, but ready for the weigh-in and ready for a big show on Saturday. How much were the fishers having it off last night? What? The, the fishers? fishers. I, I walked in. You know, you know the funny thing about Johnny Fisher Sr., right, who's just a legend of a guy, right? You know this Bosch thing? It's not even a thing that he puts on. So you know, like, it's become a thing, obviously. He gets paid to go to clubs. And you'd think that he never does it, but they roll him out. And when he turns up at the club, he goes, Bosh! And everyone goes mad, right? I saw him yesterday, there was no cameras around everywhere, and I looked across the thing, and he went, all right, mate, bosh. Like, I was like, wow, you do that all the time, don't you? Not you see Conor McGregor? No, he, he went up to him and, oh my God, it's Big John, bosh. And then he go. went to uh, Johnny Fisher, it's Big John's son. There you go. <laughs> legendary, legendary. Certainly, um, it's been, as we said yesterday, this has really been a slow build, but by tomorrow, I think, could be a little bit of needle on this. Well, there's a lot of excitement for this fight and the show, because... Look, I understand, like, although Jai Apatari is the number one cruiserweight in the world, to the mass audience, you don't really know who he is. It's a shame, because if you watch the Maris Brady's fight, you see an absolute warrior that broke his jaw in two places and fought nine rounds with it. And then Jordan Thompson, who's, you know, looks a million dollars, six foot six cruiserweight, punches like one of the hardest in the division, a Brit, you know, and you think, wow, you know, on Saturday night, we've got the best in the division fighting an unbeaten Brit in London for the World Cruiserweight and titles and Ring Magazine Championship like that's back in the day that was unheard of you know so I love it Ellie Scott Nishev Clark Brandon Dixon Jimmy Sainz debut George Lidard Maisie Rose Courtney Shannon Ryan Ibrahim Suleiman it's a really good card going into a massive card next week and can I just say Joey boy next week I was a bit gutted because I reeled off an absolute banger yesterday. But I said Josh Warrington from three Sheffield. Division. No, no, trying to become a three-division champion, which is true. No, not three-division, three-time. Oh, sorry, three-time. I'm getting a bit older, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I also said he's from Sheffield. Obviously, he's from Leeds. But that card next week, like I think sometimes you just look at Wood Warrington. Yeah. Terry Harper is fighting Cecilia Brackhouse for the Unified World Championship. Kieran Conway is fighting Linus Adothia for the British title. That's a great fight. Hopi Price is fighting Conor Coghill. Great domestic fight as well. And Janae Boston's in a big step up as well. That's the, just the TV portion. That is a banging card next week. You know, there's a few hundred tickets left. Get your tickets for Sheffield Arena. I can't wait for Wood against Warrington next week. So um, I'm looking forward to Saturday next week. I'm looking forward to life. I'm looking forward to everything that's coming. I wake up every day feeling blessed. I think we should be thankful for everything. I think when we sit down for our food, we should say grace. Okay. Random, right? But this is something I've been thinking lately. You know, I used to go to some meals sometimes. And before you'd start, sometimes you go to a family that, you know, is full of faith. And they'll sit down and say, Lord, thank you for the opportunity of, you know, today. And I just want to thank you for the food that you presented for us. And I used to think, what's going on here? As I'm getting older, I start thinking, I think we should do it. I think we need to be more thankful. We need to be more grateful. We definitely need to be nicer to each other. But I think 
you can't control that. You can control yourself and you can control what you put out to the universe and you could control that you're grateful. And I think even if you write down every day or every night what you've been grateful for, um, I'll do a little shout out actually to Jeff Brazier. I don't know if you know Jeff Brazier. Yeah, of Former Leighton Orient player and then went on to do some a lot of TV stuff and stuff like that about four or five years ago, maybe even more. I remember him putting out every day on social media, I just want to say, today I'm grateful for blah, 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 blah. And I used to watch that and think, Jeffro, what are you going on about, mate? And actually, again, going back to, I think we need to do more of that. Like, if you look individually at your day from yesterday, right? Like, you're 19, right? 20. It's very hard at your age to sort of understand what I'm talking about. It's only really when you get to more of the comfort years when you start looking back on your life going I've done a lot and you mustn't let those moments pass you by and I think sometimes writing it down even making a mental note of it maybe talking to yourself before you go to sleep and just saying thank you it's not about being religious or it's not about having faith but like yesterday you should be turning around going bloody hell what a day I've had today I went to the presser went for a bit of lunch we all got in the motor with Sonny and me and Parsons and you were having a sing song Sonny's got his top off he's rapping he's doing this we turn up we reopen the Lynn we get the community moving down there there's a great feel good thing down there then we go to Conor McGregor's party you meet him you're at the, do you know what I mean so you're smashing it really at your age but don't let it pass you by and make sure you're grateful for it every day because I wasn't really at that age or even in this sport doing shows one of the biggest mistakes I made it's not a Mistakes might be the wrong word. He's not living in that moment and being grateful. So when we did AJ against Klitschko, probably didn't go. Fuck, like thank you, like thank you so much for this, like blessing this opportunity. And after that night, probably should have gone back and say, can I, like written something down. I'll say, I can't believe it because it was like, who are you going to fight next? Oh, there's a mandatory letter. Oh, you got a show next week. So this is waffling on a little bit. But don't let life pass you by. Be thankful for all blessings and all opportunities and all experiences, good and bad. Because I truly believe that the bad experiences make you and they're there for a reason to mould your direction or the way you approach things. All how philosopher Hearn right there. Um. I think as you get old, I think it's good. Uh, I, I think that if I can, not help anyone, but if I can put anyone on the right track through my life experiences... Like, like I said, because I remember being in my 20s, not a clue. I was still, like, I was doing well and I loved life, but I just didn't, like, at that age, you just really don't understand what life's about. Again, don't... I'd rather be 20 than 40. So would I. I'm enjoying it, I'm enjoying it. Um, we go from something very positive to something slightly negative, but we see Boxing News release their follow-up article to Thomas Hauser's initial article about Conor Ben. Um, first of all... On that article, what was wrong with it? I mean, look, I, I hate having to go to an outlet and saying, you need to apologise, because you do it every day, because there's so much rubbish out there. But every now and again, you need to put someone on notice. Thomas Hauser, in my opinion, has an agenda against either me or matrimony. I, I don't know what it is, but I've seen so much rubbish written by Thomas Hauser, so many untruths. And what I saw in that article was a couple more. And I read it and I just thought, I cannot believe you are allowed to say that when it is complete rubbish. You know, and the main two things were, oh, Conor Ben, you know, he fights again a week's notice. He hasn't been tested. How do you fucking know? 
you know, I've done interviews telling you he's been random, random tested by Vardar multiple occasions over the last 12 weeks. Like, you, you don't even listen. And then he says that the evidence that he, uh, the scientific evidence that he produced for UCAD was basically poo-poo, disregarded. It's absolute rubbish. And I'm like, as an outlet, and Don McRae did this recently in The Guardian, I should have actually, I should have, you know, but I just couldn't be bothered. But it's just, eventually, it's like, you haven't even asked me. So you're building this case, this agenda, and you're not even getting my, my, my response to it. Like, there's a journalistic integrity where you should phone me and say, just to let you know, we're doing this piece, and Tom Hauser said that Connor Ben hasn't been tested for this fight, and I'll go, of course he is. Here's the tests, or... I've already told you he got tested multiple occasions. Or, oh, Thomas Hauser says that Conor Ben produced scientific evidence that UCAD grew out. I said, what was he talking about? And they would never have published it. But they published it, and I just got to a point where I went, I'm not having it. It's too much. And I spoke, and fair, listen, I love boxing news. I think they're a massive part of the game. I think they're a fantastic publication. And fair play to them. We had a sensible conversation, and they went... We accept we're wrong and we shouldn't have, have printed it. So they put an apology out and said it was all complete rubbish. And I hope Thomas Hauser thinks twice or even might want to speak to me to find out what's true and not, rather than just listening to rumours or making his own opinion that he states as facts. There's a lot of people out there like that. And we can't deal with every one of them. But And I don't like doing it. But every now and again, I just read that and I thought, someone's going to read that and believe it, believe it and, and then attack Connor and attack me. It's like, it's not on. So, you know... End of story. Love the boxing news. Always welcome. I'll give them all my time. But I respect that they took it on the chin and said we shouldn't have done it. Thomas Hauser was wrong. He was incorrect. And we will you know, make our apologies. Did you see Ben Shalom on TalkSport yesterday? No, I saw Parsons just asked me a question saying Ben Shalom basically announced that they've agreed to do Yard against Boazzi on Sky with a possible rematch. And then Boxer issued a statement to say that's not true. That's what Parsons has told me. I don't know if that's... That... I know he's made comments about some talks with a potential winner of Bawatsi Aziz with Yard, but I don't know about the broadcaster. But the things I just want to quickly pick up on, because I know the way he's about to start, uh, he says you've got an intent uh, to create a divide in boxing and Matchroom are the most difficult promotional outfit. Is that what he said? Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I've been in the sport 15 years. I think he was about eight when I started. Uh, we don't need a divide in the sport. We didn't intentionally create a divide in the sport. We created a divide in the sport because of the quality that we produce and the size of our operation. So there is a big divide between uh, Matchroom and Boxer. In fact, it's not a divide. It's a gulf. Um, it's the biggest gulf in the world, bigger than oceans. Um, in terms of ability, in terms of promotion, in terms of the art of selling... Um, in terms of stable, in terms of shows, in terms of everything. So um, I think Ben needs to loosen up a little. We're giving Ben a great platform to try and build himself as a personality. It's very difficult to do. You know, when you come under fire, you just need to be able to soak it up. And I think, you know, Frank Smith's in that situation at the moment. I don't think Ben does that very well. Um, and we'll see if Frank Smith can take it as well. Unproven. Yeah, so um, we'll work with anybody. Some people don't like us because we're so successful and massive. And um, you know, Sky Sports 
as a whole definitely aren't happy with us leaving that platform and it's been a shame because it's really affected the product and obviously it's a pro- mainly affected the profitability around the sport which has dived and become disastrous since we left so I wish Boxer all the best Ben all the best there's no divide at all I mean uh, you know but happy to work with them but every time we've tried to work with them or make a fight they haven't responded and they've pulled their fighter out of the purse bid that should tell you everything you need to know Last one, very quick, in relation to accusations about the Conor Ben kind of making that offer. He said, there's no way anyone should be making that fight, so it's completely untrue. Mm. Um, his representatives who work with Boxer have tried to make that fight. Um, we wrote them a letter recently uh, to confirm that, yeah. of which they said, no, no, he doesn't work for us. He does. He makes a string of fights for them. He made Brook against Khan with them, for them. So happy to explore that further if they think that's incorrect. Um, of course, if Ben Shalom had a chance to make a pay-per-view of Ben against Eubank, uh, let's be real. I mean, he's so desperately in need of a pay-per-view, they can't deliver any. And he doesn't have any association with Chris Eubank Jr. Wasserman and Chris Eubank Jr. will decide what fight's next for Conor Ben, uh, for Chris Eubank. If Chris Eubank wants the biggest fight for him in boxing, he'll fight Conor Ben. If he doesn't, We'll see what else is out there. But no problems. Um, look forward to uh, just make sure IFL ask him if their show this week's being VADA tested, yeah? Cheers. You need to not be first. Do we do enough? Well, I, I never shot up, Harry. Uh, must have been about 17, 16, 17. Win it, their guilt wins. Right, the bouncer's guilt wins. This is no good for me. That's the reality. If you want the honest truth, and I see it every day. Podcast Network.